everybody, and welcome to another uh, edition here of the K2 Podcast. Uh, so I just want to tell you right off the bat, as I was getting started for the show today, I somehow deleted all my notes for this episode. So I'm going to have to try to wing it here, kind of freestyle a little bit. So hopefully you guys can bear with me. Um, I was able to kind of type up some quick things real quickly to kind of uh, give a get me back to a little bit to where I was, but if you, you know, my notes are gone, so so be it. But I hope everybody had a wonderful and safe, uh, safe uh, 4th of July. I got to spend some time with my family, so I was really uh, excited and happy about that. So I hope everybody else got to do the same. Um, but um, even though it was 4th of July weekend, that didn't stop all the craziness and news from coming out there. So we're gonna get into a little bit uh, of the news that developed over the the weekend uh, the first story that I wanted to bring up and get into was Kanye West uh, has announced that he's gonna be running for president now this is kind of an interesting story because one some have speculated it may be too late for Kanye to join into the race for president um, this news came uh, on 4th of July actually uh, he tweeted out he made a tweet I think I have the tweet here I'll see if I can bring that up um, so the tweet says we must now realize the promise of America by trusting God unifying our vision and building our future I'm running for president of the United States hashtag 2020 vision um, now this has kind of uh, been something that Kanye West has been flirting with for quite some time, um, but he got the attention of Elon Musk this time who uh, offered his full support. There was a tweet actually by Elon who uh, you see the tweet there that says, you have my full support. So he sent that out to Kanye basically, you know, saying, hey, you know, I, I support you. Um, you also had a tweet from uh, what's that other guy, Mark Cuban. Um, so Mark Cuban also issued a statement and this one's kind of funny. I want to break this this one down a little bit but Mark Cuban says if there was a ranked choice voting available and Kanye West was on the ballot with Joe Biden and Donald Trump I would have Kanye West ahead of Donald Trump now I included uh, Emily Miller's reply on this tweet uh, just below Mark Cuban uh, Mark Cuban's tweet you'll see her reply to him and she asked him do you support Kanye for president too and it's funny that she uh, you know that was looking for clarity clarity on this because when you read this statement he kind of even though he does mention that if Joe Biden was on the ballot he says I would have Kanye West ahead of Donald Trump but where does that leave Joe Biden so it kind of this is one of those tweets where it kind of alludes to that he is supporting Kanye but if he receives backlash or somebody comes after him he's got a little rabbit hole to go down or a way that he can kind of um jump away from it all and say oh no i didn't say that i was saying joe biden could have been on top or you know or it could have been kanye west joe biden and donald trump at the very bottom he kind of leaves that portion of it out so i found it interesting that she was looking to get a little bit more clarification on his statement because i would like to know as well because i've seen a bunch of articles coming out saying mark cuban supporting kanye west for president um, but according to this statement alone i don't necessarily know that you can chalk that up for support um but you know as i was saying that it is possible that you know it may be too late um now to p so there's a website called ballot p 
Wikipedia. Um, they got a bunch of interesting facts and stuff like that. But according to Ballotpedia, um, in order to appear on the ballot in certain states, you have to register. And so far, Kanye West has missed the deadline for six of those states so far. You have North Carolina, Texas, New York, Maine, New Mexico, and Indiana. So he's already missed the deadline to register to appear on the ballot in those states. And then also, ballot uh, Ballotpedia also said there's the deadline for seven more states coming up in July. So you have Colorado, Florida, Michigan, Missouri, Oklahoma, South Carolina, and West Virginia. Those all have deadlines in July. So if he's really serious about this, and I don't know if that anybody knows if he's really serious or not, um, but if he is really serious about this, you know, he is a little bit behind the eight ball and's really got to get the ball rolling. Um, but he's been obviously mocked. That's something that Kanye West is certainly used to. Um, he's being mocked right now. The one that I I saw was by Tiffany Haddish. She's a female comedian. Um, so, and quite honestly, I saw a bunch of comedians making tweets or poking fun at Kanye West. And it was quite pathetic. I didn't find any of them funny. Not that I'm totally for Kanye West, like, oh, go get him, Kanye. But it's just interesting to see that a lot of these comedians uh, just to stay relevant and somehow to stay funny where it's almost forced I don't know I just it just seems kind of weird cringe maybe is the word but Tiffany Haddish released a statement saying that she would be running for president with Dave Chappelle as her running mate now obviously she was just joking and poking fun at Kanye West but you also had another uh, comedian Bob Saget come out uh, saying that him and John Stamos would uh, be running uh, as running mates for president so a bunch of these comedians came out and then there was also a bunch of people who weren't comedians um, that also had made statements that they would be running as well and I don't know it just got all convoluted and crazy it wasn't really um, I don't know it just anything that they these comedians sometimes just say anything to stay relevant and it's not even funny I feel like it takes away from their uh, takes away from their whole get up there like if you know if you want to be a comedian you want to be funny you know that's great i'm going to support that somebody like dave Chappelle, even though tiffany haddish announced him as as his as her running mate uh, you know i find him to be a funny comedian i feel like he picks his battles he makes funny jokes some of these other ones just try to say anything to get a reaction but another thing going on with kanye though he's also has not registered with the fec which is the federal election commission so it's hard to say yes if he's actually serious about running or not i mean i've heard some other theories that you know this was just a promotional ploy to promote his new album um i've also heard speculations that his goal is to maybe take some votes away from biden which i don't really buy into that one so much because he could easily take votes away from trump as well um and so that just doesn't seem very plausible. But if you could imagine Donald Trump, Joe Biden, <laughs> and uh, uh, Kanye West on the debate stage, that would, that just seems so crazy. Like if 2020 couldn't get any weirder, uh, that that definitely is something that would you know put the cherry on top for the for the year. Um, but the next thing that I kind of wanted to get into is kind of a, a sketchy story here. Um, we'll take a look at it if you're not familiar there was a march on stone mountain okay there was a group called the na 
or NFAC. If you're not familiar, uh, if you're not familiar with that group, apparently it's a it's a new mo- a new group of I'm assuming there's actually no real determination on when the group started. They haven't released that information, but it it stands for uh, the the group stands for not effing around coalition. Um, so that that's that's the group name. It's somewhat like the Black Panthers, if I guess if I had to describe it. Um, and apparently, this group of about two hundred marched up to Stone Mountain. Um, and if you're not, like I said, if you're not familiar with Stone Mountain, uh, it has it's a huge carving of. Uh, Jefferson Davis, Robert E. Lee, uh, Stonewall Jackson is also up there. It's on the north face of the mountain. Um, but approximately 200 members showed up to the march. Uh, but before we get into that video of them at the top of the mountain speaking, I wanted to take a look at a clip from the founder of the uh, NFAC group and kind of just do a quick rundown of what they're looking for. So I actually have the clip here. I'm going to try to play that sample for you guys. Let's see if I can get it pulled up. There we go. So I'll go ahead and hit the play button. The whole nine y'all and then become the backbone for become the backbone for the military for a new black nation. What is the solution to all of this next last? The solution is very simple. We follow a declaration of, of liberation, declaring every African American descendant of slavery a political prisoner here in the United States and that was affected by the Portuguese slave trade. And then after that, the United States has a choice. Either A carve us a piece of land out here, we'll take Texas and let us do our so there he's saying, yo, carve us a piece of land, we'll take Texas. He's saying they want Texas or some form of land for them to basically start their own economy. And I have a few words to say about this, but we're going to keep on watching. Don't stop us when we exit this body here and go somewhere where they will give us our own land to build our own nation. What is your name and what is the... I'm the official Grandmaster J. I created the NFAC. All right. And how long have the organization been in existence? We don't give that information out. It's just how we'll tell you this. We're all ex-military. We're all very disciplined. We're all expert shooters. We don't want to talk no more. We don't want to negotiate. We don't want to sing songs. We don't bring signs to a gunfight. We're an eye for an eye organization. So when they decide to act right we'll decide to act right and we do it all legally just like they do thank you so much thank you so much sir so i'm not sure who he's referring to there on that one when he says when they decide to act right we'll decide to act right called themselves an eye for an eye organization um which you know i'm not (laughs) i don't know i have another clip here i i don't i don't know that i really I want to choose my words carefully here because I don't want to seem like I'm being insensitive or uh, not taking what they're asking seriously. But, you know, first off, saying that they want a piece of land and, you know, they'll take Texas, to me, that only seems like um, they're asking for segregation. And, you know, that's not something that I'm personally for. I'm I'm not into segregation. it, it, and it goes into only creating further divide in the country. And we're going to look at some more scenarios of that. You know, I named the title of this episode uh, Only Further Divide because I've, since this whole thing 
so since this whole uh, movement has began, since this whole eruption of Black Lives Matter, all I've seen is further divide in the country. And when it first started, you know, I was hoping that, you know, I wasn't really happy about it, especially with the looting and stuff like that. You know, I wasn't happy about it. But, you know, there was a lot of great points being made. And there was a lot of things that my eyes got opened up to, which I really, you know, was appreciative of. However, I can't get behind the divisiveness that's going on in the country, you know. And like I said, I was hoping with all of this going on that I would be somehow happy to say, you know, well, hopefully by the end of all of this, we'll be closer as a country. Hopefully by the end of all of this, uh, people will be more united and, uh, you know, the country will become more of one. And I haven't seen that. And it seems like it's only getting worse. And, you know, so I'm, I'm really disappointed in, in that aspect of it. But I did gain a lot of insights, things that I could have done differently, things that other people should have done differently. You know, it, it opened up my eyes, but it seems like it's only getting worse and worse and worse. And there's an old saying that if you give an inch, they take a mile. And, you know, and I'm referring specifically to the looters the people that uh, are not peacefully protesting, because I'm full, I'm totally for peaceful protest. I'm, if you want to peacefully protest, I don't care if you're on the right, left, middle, wherever you stand on any spectrum politically, I'm okay with that. You know, I, I support the right to protest, but I don't, I can't get behind violence and things like that. Now, luckily, this particular march up on Stone Mountain was a peaceful protest, and I have another clip here, but it gets a little stranger, and I want you to hear what this gentleman has to say. So we're going to play this uh, second part of the clip here. 400 years as prophesied, tribes of Israel, all 12 of them. You enslaved us, you degraded us, raped our women and our men, stole our history, stole our religion, and now you're trying to steal our lives. But you want us to believe they matter. Just off of that statement, it sounds like he was saying that he doesn't support Black Lives Matter like it was some kind of um, movement with alter ulterior motives. I'm not trying to put words in his mouth. That's just kind of how I took it. But if that is correct or, or, or if that really is what I'm saying is accurate, then you could probably say that that's what a lot of people have been saying about the movement. Um, but we'll keep on watching. So it's only appropriate, y'all, that we go to the source. For all y'all out here who don't know, this is the birthplace of the Klu Klux Klan. This is where they were born after they were destroyed. Just for you. Everything you've been seeing, the police, discrimination in housing, a fucked up education, fucked up banking system, fucked up politics are all tied to the KKK. If you don't believe that, you don't know shit about this country. Stand right there. So what we gonna do is we gonna pay a visit to their home. Because we ain't talking to the police no more. They just work for the KKK. 
We ain't talking That's to the right. government no more That's because right. they are the KKK. That's right. We ain't talking to the banks no more because they are the KKK. We ain't talking to most white people because y'all are the KKK. Yeah. Uh, none of them. Don't tell me that you ain't never been a slave on the motherfucker. I ain't never been a slave. That's right. But you riding around in my car. That's right. You won't even let me ride in the motherfucker, right? Hallelujah. So I'm not talking to them no more. I want the heart of the Ku Klux Klan to hear me no matter where the fuck you are. I'm in your house. That's right. Where you at? You made a threat. We don't threat. We don't scare. Because we don't care. And we don't fuck around. You threaten us, we gonna threaten you. You said you're gonna start shooting white people at 8 o'clock, we gonna start shooting, I mean, black people at 8 o'clock, we gonna start shooting white people at 805. Threat, counter threat. Cause threats don't mean shit to us. Y'all been threatening us since Birmingham. I ain't seen shit. Well, it's July the 4th. And all you scary ass Negroes that passed that shit around, look at what the fuck you did. You made blacks come out. I don't see no white militia. So to the boogie boys, the three percenters, and all the rest of you scared-ass rednecks, we here. Where the fuck you at? We in your house. Let's go. NFAC, motherfucker. So there you have the clip. Now, there's a lot of interesting things. He says, you know, we don't threat. But then he goes on to say, if you threat, we threat. Um, so that was kind of a, a weird, weird thing. Um, also... There's some other thing. It just the whole vibe of it is like white versus black. So that's like I said, that goes back to only creating further divide in the country. Something that I'm not specifically for. I I don't want to see segregation. I want everybody treated or uh, treated equally. I want people to go through their life, you know, with the same opportunities, no matter where you come from or the background. Now, everybody's going to have different adversities and struggles, but I want to see people overcome those. I want to see people be able to not be bound to their circumstances, you know? So I don't know this, this whole, this whole video of these guys are, are, are kind of strange. You know, I'm not sure what to fully think of it, but, um, there was a statement released by a gentleman named, uh, John Bankhead. Now John Bankhead is a spokesman for, um, he's a spokesman for the stone mountain. Um, and he said the group, uh, was allowed to come into the park. So they entered you know with permission and peacefully they entered from the west gate then they headed toward the lawn area of the park and i'm assuming the lawn area is where you can get a good view of the the carvings in the mountain um, but bankhead also goes on to say it's a public state park uh, we have these protests on both sides of the issues from time to time so i guess he's referring to the kkk and then also uh, these type of gentlemen uh, that are on the opposite end. He said, uh, Bankhead goes on to say, we respect people's First Amendment rights to exercise those rights, and I agree with him there. Um, we understand the sensitivity of the issues here at the park and the dark past, so we respect that, and we allow them to come in, he said, as long as it's peaceful, which it has been, and that's fine. And I'm okay with that too. Peaceful protests, I'm totally for. But um, which kind of was weird is he said, we're in your house where y'all at and he I, I guess he's referring to the kkk i'm not really sure um because he said you guys make a threat at 805 i'm not sure what threats he's referring to um I, maybe the kkk is making threats that i haven't seen um maybe somebody else has seen them or maybe it's just 
I'm not really sure what he was referring to there. But um, he goes on, Bankhead also goes on to said that the park was closed and no one else was admitted to enter during this demonstration. Those in those that were in the park were allowed to hike and walk, but no attractions were open. Um, so it's just kind of interesting that no one else was really allowed into the park, and then you're calling for people to be there to meet you. Um, so just the whole thing was kind of weird. Um, I just I just can't get behind the, the further division. That's my only complaint. You know, the the, the peaceful protest in part, great. Um, speaking your mind what you feel getting frustrations off your chest hey so be it you know even if i don't agree with them i'm okay with that um but i i just i, I i'm not really sure and, and like and you know what else was interesting to me something else that i wanted to point out is like i said i su definitely support the right to protest peacefully um and i'm not gonna any any tell anybody you know not to do that i don't care if i agree with you or not on the reason why you're protesting as long as you're doing it peacefully i'm 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 okay with that but what i don't understand is the lack of media coverage this has actually gotten because it's viral on social media but i haven't really seen the media take a big hold of it and i'm sure there's like some articles and stuff they write about it but it's not like on primetime television and they're not showing you know these clips at least from what i can tell um but it's kind of interesting about the lack of media coverage this is received because we saw the armed couple um, who was outside of their home in St. Louis. I'm sure you guys remember these two right here. Now, these people have been slammed and just been receiving threats. They've been called all kinds of names. I mean, they've been getting some really serious hate for standing outside of their home just protecting it um they were receiving threats from some of the protesters um there's a whole bunch of stuff surrounding this but it's weird to see how the the media portrayed this couple who was standing there peacefully with their their weapons just protecting their home it's and then these gentlemen who went out to protest on stone mountain isn't aren't getting any coverage when essentially i feel like they're doing the same thing but not the only difference is this couple was protecting their home stone mountain protests went out into public showing their guns and i've seen the right wing um uh, some of the right-wing extremists get called out for this very same thing when we saw the lockdown protest um, back when coronavirus first was going down and everything and they were protesting out in uh, various places across the country you know they were called out like why are y'all out there with your guns and they were just going in on them and because a lot of these guys were standing on courthouse steps with guns and i thought it was kind of a little cringe myself i was like really you need to be out there with your guns to protest you know but maybe they were making a statement and that's what these gentlemen on stone mountain were doing making a statement but it's just kind of interesting to see that they haven't really got the um same coverage in the media so i don't know it, it's quite interesting uh let's see what brian garrett has in the chat say sounds like a challenge yeah i mean that's what it seemed like they were somebody was challenging him um but <laughs> I, I don't know I, I can't I, I just can't get behind the whole thing but moving on another thing that I wanted to bring up is the NFL has announced that they will be playing the na black national anthem uh, before every game during the week 
or the first week of the NFL season. So I've never personally heard of the Black uh, National Anthem until now. So it prompted me to go to YouTube. I typed in Black National Anthem and a song came up called Lift Every Voice and sing um now i listened to the song and surprisingly uh i shouldn't say surprisingly i just i was just like oh this is this is an all right song it's not bad um it was a decent song now the nfl season opener is scheduled for september 10th with the kansas city chiefs uh facing uh the houston texans uh, so we're going to see what happens. I know the NFL is in collaboration with the NFL Players Association, and they're also considering listing the doing like um, patches of uh, all the victims due to police brutality um, on their uniforms or decals on the helmets or patches on jerseys. I don't think they fully hammered out the details. That's just kind of speculation at this point. Um, but I just wanted to point out, I didn't have a problem with the song. I actually thought it was a decent song. I had enjoyed hearing it for the first time. Um, but my issue is it only go, it goes back to the previous with the my previous statement with the NFAC uh, fellas is that it only creates further divide. Nothing says division more than playing a black national anthem before the country's national anthem and saying this one is for you and this one is for you and it's like only pushing the divide further in the country so it's kind of weird that what i originally thought that this movement was starting out was something to bring us closer together like i said in the very beginning of all of this i said well shoot hopefully by the end of it all the country will become closer hopefully by the end of it all everybody will get along much better maybe we'll learn something a little bit better about our neighbors but it's only getting worse from what i could see now of course we all know how the media blows up things i can tell you that me personally i feel like i'm in two different worlds i feel like there's a virtual world like social media what you see online uh, major news outlets and then there's the actual real world when i go out in the public uh whether i'm with an african-american person when i interact with them i'm treated with respect and i give the same thing back um most people say hey how you doing today you know whether they're if they're if they're black i don't feel like i'm being treated any differently a lot of them are treating me very nicely and i would hope that they would feel the same way um so it's kind of interesting to see see when you log into social media or you watch the news all you see is this hard push for division you know this hard push for but when i'm out in public i don't necessarily feel the same way i feel like uh, everybody is fairly nice um but then again all the people i typically associate with are hard-working people that want to raise families and take care of their responsibilities so maybe that has something to do with it i i can't really say for sure but it's just kind of interesting to see that this whole narrative and how it seems like their goal is to create further divide instead of bringing everybody together. And like I said, with the national black national anthem coming on before the uh, United States national anthem, it's just kind of strange to me. And, and, and like I said, I'm not opposed to it. I thought it was a great song. But, you know, it's almost like saying, well, you're not American, so we're going to play you a different one. Now, maybe I have a maybe somebody can explain it to me a little bit differently, but it's just kind of a weird, weird thing there. But uh, uh, moving on, there's another story here that I uh, noticed that Walmart apparently is turning 
almost 200 parking lots in the movie theaters. Uh, apparently, there it's 160 to be exact. Um, Janie Whiteside, who's Walmart's chief customer officer, uh, made a statement. She said, through our digital means and our vast footprints of our stores, we're hoping to bring some summer fun to families across the country. We know Walmart plays a role in our community that extends far beyond getting them necessary supplies, and we see that now more than ever. So I'm not a big Walmart fan. for one reason they only have two cashiers in the whole darn building so it's it's always like they force you to go to self-checkout which you know i sometimes i'm it's easy to get in and out but it's like they're i just i don't know some people have their preferences i'm not always a big self-checkout guy sometimes you know if i'm having a bad day i don't want to talk to anybody then that's what i'll do but it's it I'm just not a big fan of Walmart, but they definitely earned some cool points here with this one. Um, I enjoy driving movie theaters. You don't have to worry thing, worry about people's cell phones going off or people standing up in the front so you can't see the movie. It's also like a nostalgic feeling, kind of brings you back to more of a uh, relaxed time, hopefully. Um, I'm not real sure, but I enjoy their uh, stance on this. I think it's really cool that they're going to be turning some of these parking lots into drive-in theaters. Um, Now, Walmart hasn't specified which parking lots will be used. Um, I'm assuming they'll be releasing some sort of schedule or some kind of... uh, thing that we'll all know that where these uh, events will take place but they're apparently doing it all across the country so it's not just in one state and not the other so hopefully we'll see one in my home state of virginia um because i would definitely go to it i've been to several drive-in theaters before but they seem to kind of be almost eradicated at this point so it'd be nice to see that kind of come back Uh, But Walmart also said it's going to make it easy for customers to buy snacks or whatever else they may need to complete their movie experience. Uh, Walmart apparently is going to make it to where you can fill their picnic baskets by ordering their drive-in essentials online for curbside pickup on the way to your movie. So I don't know. I think it's a really creative way for Walmart to kind of – it's like Walmart's – kind of get innovative even though they don't have to they've been open during the whole time during the pandemic but it's kind of interesting to see a lot of these companies how they've gotten creative to generate other streams of income it's something that i'm personally want to work on though where you can you know generate multiple streams of income and to see some of these businesses get real creative during the pandemic to still keep their doors open and feed uh feed and employ their employees I think that's really neat. So I thought this was a really cool story. Um, I'll take Hawaii first, Dibs. Oh, I'm not sure what you're referring to there, uh, D, but uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And congratulations, Dennis, on uh, winning the uh, gift card last week. So congrats to you on that, sir. Um, But anyway, uh, the last and final story that I got for you guys is... uh, national coin shortage now this is kind of weird i'm going to tell you how i figured out about this i went to the grocery store yesterday and it was the local food line here 
And I saw a sign similar to the one you just saw on the screen right here. And it was basically saying, due to a national coin shortage, please use exact change or find another form of payment. There's the photo there, if you can see it over my shoulder. Um, so I was like, what, a national coin shortage? Like, I was kind of shocked by this. I don't think we've ever had a national coin shortage in the history of the United States, as far as I know of, but I could be wrong on that. Um, but. Uh, apparently, the gentleman, the Federal Reserve, uh, there's a guy, he's on the, I guess, the Federal Reserve chair. His name is Jerome Powell. He told the House Financial Services there was a shortage due to the fallout from the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, but what's, what apparently has happened is that the partial closure of the economy and the flow of coins through the economy has kind of stopped. Um, that was a statement that Powell made during a virtual hearing with the committee. Oh, excuse me. Um, so it was kind of weird. Uh, but he also goes on to say the reserve said production of coins was also down at the U.S. Mint due to precautionary efforts taken to protect workers from the virus. The results mean some banks weren't able to get enough supplies of quarters, nickels, dimes, and pennies, leaving many businesses in short supply. Now, there's been already the uh, conspiracy theorists that are coming out of the woodwork on this one. You know, I'm not, you know, it's. I will say it's kind of weird because I'm not sure of any coin shortage ever. Um, and also, if you go to like, um, if you go to eBay, there you can type in like coins for sale. And I'm talking about people are just selling like their coin dish to you, and they're like saying it's unsorted. Maybe you'll find a rare coin or a coin that's worth some money in there. There's big bags of coins for sale on there. So. It's kind of strange to hear about this coin shortage, but apparently this is within the government and not necessarily a coin shortage of people not having coins. It's the Federal Reserve doesn't have coins and some people are speculating this is something that's being done on purpose to kind of convert everybody to a cashless system as part of the new world order. Now, you know, that will be something that time will have to tell. We'll have to do more research. And like I said, I had some really good notes on tonight's show. And I'm really upset that uh, a lot of this shit, I, the whole damn document just got deleted. Um, my computer, like, uh, it was annoying. But anyway, so I tried to write up some quick notes of everything that I remember. So hopefully you were able to get through all of that. Um, but tonight's show is rather short one. Um, I didn't have a lot to go over. You know, I had a long weekend, a 4th of July weekend. I went on vacation, which was a, a really good time. I hope everybody else got to do the same. Um, next week's show, we're going to have a guest on, William Hung from American Idol. Some of you guys may remember him. Um if you don't remember him or you do remember him either way i recommend tuning into next week's show because this guy received a lot of flack a lot of hate told that it, why would you know i've heard people like joe rogan basically call him autistic uh say some really mean and nasty stuff about him but i've gotten to actually uh, correspond with William and he seems like a bright and intelligent guy he also wrote a book that came out last year which we're going to discuss his book a little bit um, he's also into some really cool stuff like video games and he's talking about launching his own video game uh, platform streaming service um, so we'll get to hear more about that as well and also we're going to hear about his coaching services he offers he's basically got a coaching system that he's 
developed because through the whole time of him you know people saying you can't sing why did you do that he went against that uh, advice and persevered and got on the stage in front of millions of Americans and uh, on American Idol and was able to overcome all of those obstacles so I think he's going to be a really great guest I think a lot of you will enjoy uh, hearing what he has to say Um, that will be next week so next Monday we'll have William Hung on but uh, that's going to be it for tonight guys like I said uh, sorry that I didn't have more prepared my notes kind of crashed so I kind of had to scramble to get everything going but I wanted to at least remain consistent and make sure I have a show every week when possible Uh, so if there's anything that you guys would like to see in the future feel free to uh, come back uh, next week Uh, always feel free to leave suggestions comment down below what you would like to see covered on the show or any ideas you would like to see discussed Um, I hope you all have a great work week and take care of yourself and each other.